You are listening to the Mumgri Podcast with Lillian Umarunji-Jung and Isabel Alexander. One is based in Vancouver and the other, L.A. Two besties from high school spill the tea on motherhood and share what's worthy of your precious time on the gram and Netflix. On today's episode, we give you a recap of the Mumgri pop-up. And then we talk about falling into basic season. Then on our Do It For The Gram segment, we're going to cover the Allison Felix turning into a lightning bolt and the Simone Biles How To Not Be A Basic Bitch Gymnast fiasco, followed by our Netflix Pick Of The Week. Here we go. Hey, Izzy, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am doing very well. It has been a very productive week a lot of activity we just had the mum greet pop-up which was a ton of fun we did it over at the garden shack kona thank you to everyone who showed up it was a ton of fun to just meet everyone and and try a bunch of food and and have everyone sort of give their first take on mum green nut butters and and sort of what they would do with it and i don't know it just felt very you know, intimate, it felt close, it felt like everyone was becoming friends with each other in the room, and we had Seko uh, playing music, and he was playing the most amazing Afrobeat music, and we were just dancing and having a good time, so, um, but we made a lot of food, and I want to share what we made, because it was quite a lot of things, both sweet and savory, so we made um, organic rice puffs, cocoa sliders so what we did was we basically added peanut butter uh, rice puffs and cocoa and then some um, coconut oil and you just put it all together into your hands and you make these delicious sliders and I'm telling you every single kid was grabbing them like they were gone and then we also made uh, dates stuffed with mom green peanut butter and then some were stuffed with mom green peanut butter and pomegranate and then some were dipped in chocolate Uh, and sprinkled with coconut and then we made banana bites that were dipped in in dark chocolate then we made really 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 delicious apple rounds um, with crushed mixed nuts on top and coconut and then we had um, classic peanut butter cookies that were stuffed with our dark chocolate peanut butter and then we made something that I was really excited about which was adult pop tarts Um, so basically what that is, is we took mum green peanut butter and we added Maison jam. And then for some of them, we added dark chocolate peanut butter. And I'm telling you, this was like a hit, like they were so good. And we cut them up so that everyone would know which was which, but they were so delicious. Um, and then we also made more on the savory side. We made East African spinach peanut sauce. And then we made West African sweet potato peanut soup with naan. Mm. Um, we made something that not a lot of people had tried before, but they were loving. Um, we made peanut hummus. So we made peanut butter hummus and it was so good. And we served it up with pita. Um, and then we made romaine boat. So we took romaine lettuce and we added uh, spicy, crispy, smoked uh peanut tofu and so we basically took our mum green peanut butter added some spices to it added smoked tofu and then a couple noodles and put it along boats of romaine 
or strips of romaine and then you just kind of ate it like as though it was like a sub and they were so good and delicious and then we also made peanut butter brownie overall we just had so much to try in both the savory and sweet category and we just really demonstrated how you can take mum green peanut butter and you can take it both ways because there's no salt or sugar or any crap added to it it's just roasted nuts crushed and made into peanut butter so um so yeah it was a lot of fun a lot of sort of experimentation and just having fun in the kitchen and uh yeah I can't wait to make it all again and eat it all again this sounds delicious like I'm legit drooling as you're (laughs) describing and everything looked so yummy I was watching the Instagram story the whole time you guys were there it looked lit people were having a, a good time and the food looked freaking bomb so I'm excited to try some of these recipes Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them work for Thanksgiving, too. Like a lot of them are were for the season. So like pomegranates are everywhere at the grocery store right now. Like you can find pomegranates everywhere and sweet potato is everywhere on sale. Like it's on sale at Superstore right now. It's on sale at Whole Foods. Anywhere you shop, there's sweet potatoes. So um, and frozen spinach is available everywhere right now. So I feel like a lot of the things that we made are make like make sense for this season. So um it'll be interesting to see what we make in the summertime because I've I've never really made dishes around peanut butter in the summertime yet but I want you to try all of them and when you come here I'm making those brownies because they were so good I'm still eating them because it's a huge tray that we made and I left it at home underneath a warmer (laughs) oh god yes I'm definitely eating all the foods all of it cannot wait So yeah, thank you to everyone that showed up because it was a ton of fun. And one of the greatest uh, moments for me was when uh, one of the people that showed up was actually my gynecologist. And uh, her name is Dr. Evelyn Dunn. And I swear to you, she is the best doctor in this entire town, city, country, possibly. She's amazing. She, um, the reason why I kind of put her on a pedestal higher than any doctor that I've met before is because when we were trying to become pregnant, um, we were actually working with a different gynecologist and I was, I had a situation where I was getting an ultrasound and I went into septic shock and was rushed to the hospital, to Burnaby hospital. And she was literally my savior. She was the person who uh, was on, you know, the doctor on duty and she ended up saving my life and making sure that I was okay. And then after that, she, you know, explained that she was a gynecologist and we were like, oh, wow. Cause you know, we weren't that happy with our current gynecologist. And, um, she was able to restore my confidence as well as my just overall feelings around having a baby because we did have a miscarriage And so she was really, you know, she played a huge pivotal role in just restoring my confidence, educating me on, on diets and things like that. And was sort of, you know, a huge influence behind Mumgree in the sense that I listened to every single word she said around diet and around foods. And she was definitely always recommending peanuts and nuts in general because they carry they they have so many benefits for all of us whether or not you're pregnant and 
Um, so when she showed up, I was, you know, a little reclaimed and just very touched by it because she knows herself how much I admire her and the work that she does. And she's just, she's one of these doctors where like, she's approachable. She's freaking hilarious. Like she had us in stitches on every single appointment. Like every time I had to leave work to go to a checkup, I was excited. Like I was having the time of my life. I didn't even want to go back to work because I was just loving it. Like she makes pregnancy feel so easy and just so fun. And yeah, so Dr. Evelyn Dunn, thank you. If you're listening to this, I am forever indebted to you. And I just, I love, I love you and everything that you've done for me and, and probably millions of women in Vancouver. Um, but yeah, so that was a, that was a really special moment for me. Um, and then on top of all that, we got the great news that the Garden Strathcona is now carrying Mumgree. So if you are looking for Mumgree um, and you, you know, you're aware of the fact that we're selling over at Larry's uh, Market in North Van, we're now selling here in Vancouver at the Garden Strathcona. So both the Mumgree Smooth Peanut Butter as well as the Mumgree Chocolate Peanut Butter is available at uh, the Garden Strathcona, which is just off of Hastings and Campbell Avenue. Yeah. Oh my God. So people need to swoop in there and just clear them shelves. Get your <laughs> peanut butter on. Get your peanut so butter on. They make the most amazing African chai tea there. So if you're looking for like a chai tea and you want some peanut butter and you want some toast or whatever, just grab a jar, grab a tea, hit the road. It's, it's, they, everything on their menu that they have at their actual cafe is, is going to complement Mumgree. Really great stuff there. Amazing. Uh, oh, let's get into our hot topic. So we're going to talk about falling into basic season. Can you please run down for us? Like, what is basic season? Okay, so fall, for all y'all who don't know, is, you know, it's basic bitch season. So it's time to get comfy in your oversized sweaters with your Lulu tights, with your Ugg boots or something similar. Um, you know, <laughs> messy, messy buns, ponytails, your hair is up. Cause you, if you live in a, an area that actually has seasons, mm-hmm. it's getting colder. So you're wearing like beanies and toques, whatever you want to call them. And yeah, drinking hot drinks, you know, and doing the most basic of things in the fall. So for me, no matter if it's like still summer temperatures outside or if it's freaking freezing, fall things for us include hitting the pumpkin patch, preparing for Halloween. Um, We moved to North Hollywood and not too far from where we live, I was driving and over here in Toluca Lake, I drove past a pumpkin patch. So we're definitely going to hit that one up. Uh, They have like a haunted corn maze and they have a pumpkin patch and they had some freaking petting zoo animals. And it was literally like in the middle of like a busy area, just Mm -hmm. on the side of the road. So that's something that I do every year. I take Marley to the pumpkin patch ever since her very first Halloween. I remember I took her to the uh, parking. It's like an empty, not a parking lot, but empty lot that was next to our old apartment complex in Phoenix. That would be fireworks selling for 4th of July. Then it would be pumpkins. And then they flip it into um, Christmas trees. And then again for fireworks for New Year's. So it's basically just like a seasonal lot. 
She couldn't even sit up yet. And I was, you know, taking pictures with her and the pumpkins and things like that, leaning her against, leaning her against whatever was there to support her since she was a (laughs) tiny baby that couldn't sit up. And then like another mom saw that I was trying to do it for the gram. So she swooped in and helped me by like holding Marley behind her back so I could get the picture, the nice basic bitch fall pumpkin patch picture. So I can't wait to do the same with Bailey. I did the same thing. We went to, uh, in South Vancouver, they have a farm with horses and everything. And we were, we put Apollo in like an orange, well, we put him in a brown vest to like go with the orange pumpkins. Like we, we were very strategic on what he wore that day and like plaid and tried to like create this scene, but you have to do it. I feel like it's necessary, especially in that first year um, when they're just so cute and they look like a little pumpkin and you just want to like squeeze her cheeks. Yeah, I feel like it's the thing to do. It's the right way to... It's definitely the thing to do. Especially if you're a mom who's into taking, like, milestone pictures. This is the perfect place. Get you a little My First Halloween or whatever. Some kind of shirt. Everywhere is selling shit with pumpkins on it now. And Halloween-themed shirts and, you know, jackets and long sleeves and pajamas. And Mm -hmm. go live your most basic life. Hit up the pumpkin patch. Throw on some kind of burnt orange or some brown in your outfit to match the fall scenery and hit it up. It's the, it's the funnest time. I just love like the smell of the pumpkin patch. Uh, A lot of the grocery stores down here during the fall, all through the beginning of fall through Thanksgiving, Christmas, they all start selling those scented pine cones. They smell like cinnamon. And my sister, she never believed me until she actually like saw it for herself one year. I was like, I told you, the pine cones that smell good, and that's exactly what they are. They're they're sprayed with glitter, and then they they smell like cinnamon, and they they have them for sale in little satchel bags, and you just put them in your house. I guess people put them in trays and shit by the door for your basic bitch decor, and your house is smelling like cinnamon. But I just love fall, like so, sugar, spice, and everything nice, you know, pumpkin spice lattes, which are fucking nasty, are back at Starbucks. Let me tell you what is a good new fall drink, though. Starbucks has come out with this new pumpkin cream cold brew. I don't even like iced coffee, but a friend Mm -hmm. of mine swore that this was like her new fall drink, that she'll never order a pumpkin spice latte again. And she's kind of like me. We both agree that the PSL is pretty pretty nasty. It tastes just like chemicals. But every year I get amnesia. I'm like, oh, pumpkin spice latte is back. And then I order it. And then I'm like, fuck, this is gross. Yeah, And I swear to never order it again. I will never, ever, ever order it again. The cold brew is bomb. Pair it with a pumpkin scone from Starbucks. Amazing. I like their cardamom. I told you about their cardamom latte that they came out with. It's it's pretty good. Although I'm the opposite of you where I tell them to remove all the syrups, all the sugars, all the everything. And by the end of it, they're like, okay, so you basically just want... An almond latte with a hint of cardamom. And I'm like, yeah, that's all I want. Make that happen. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, no, I, I need all the diabetes in mine. I need it to be sweet, deliciousness. I want to have like a sugar rush after, maybe a little sugar shake. You know, I, I need all, all, the, all the sweetness. So here's my question. Being in L.A., because in Vancouver, you know, we get the, we have tons of trees. I mean, LA has tons of trees as well, but we have that really nice change of season where the leaves turn to 
orange and yellows and reds and all that in LA what have you, what basicness have you taken notice of where you're like oh we're here we're in fall like have you noticed more ugg boots already have you noticed people you know in ray-bans with the scarf tied around three times like what have you sort of taken witnessed so far so last year I noticed that because I feel like this time of year it was a little bit cooler but this current situation right now no I have seen nothing other than people with like Halloween themed or fall colored tights that's pretty much it not an Ugg boot in sight yet because it was fucking 91 degrees today what? it was 91 degrees yeah I it's it is the season of the weather catfish okay <laughs> I left to take Marley to school this morning and it was like in the 50s 60s like it was cold I put on a fleece jacket then yeah. I came home and I left to go back and pick her up and I had my fleece jacket on. I was like, oh, it's a little bit, you know, walking to the elevator and getting to the car. It's a little bit warm. And then as I'm driving close to her school, I look at my dash and it says 91 degrees. And literally my kid was on the verge of going in the splash pad at the, at, at the playground because that's how hot it was. I was like sweating. I had to take off my jacket. It was full on summer temperatures. It made no freaking sense. And then tomorrow is probably going to be chilly in the morning again. So for you Canadians, today was like highs of 31 and lows of like 25. That's it was hot as hell. It was 16 degrees here. Yeah. Which but that's I what know. I want for fall. Like I like seasons. I don't know. I, I mean, it's pretty nice having 30 degree weather and fall. I'm into that. I'm it is, but it's kind of just like summer all the time. Like, I, I don't see any, I haven't seen any leaves changing. I haven't seen any leaves falling down. Yeah, but there's a, you know, Marley's school does have a few pine trees here and there. And the only thing falling down is a fucking pine cone on one of the poor grandpa's heads of the little boy from preschool. Busted it wide open. He ended up bleeding. It was a whole crime scene. It was awful. But that was the first sign of fall. Pine cone cracking somebody in the head. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. That's so scary. Yeah, it was literally like I looked at one of the dads at at pickup after school and I was like, that's some final destination shit right there. Oh yeah. Straight sure. up. Yep. Is he okay? Was he was he okay by the end of it? He he was okay by the end of it, but we were like worried about him and then I, I texted um it was one of Marley's friends, Mikey. It was Mikey's grandpa. So I texted Mikey's mom, like, hey, is Mikey's grandpa okay? Because we're kind of worried. She's like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. You know, we, we couldn't get the full story from him, but we ended up getting it from the teacher. He's doing okay. Oh, jeez. That is yeah. so Oh, my gosh. That's like something you don't even imagine happening anywhere. I mean, L.A. for for sure. It wouldn't happen. Like, that's... Oh. Absolutely not. So now we have to stay, you know, under the covered like overhang area. Nobody's messing around. Like nobody wants to be the second person getting cracked with the pine cone. Yeah, no, that's that's scary. Gosh. Um, I think in terms of basic basicness here, I haven't seen anything yet, but I will say that there's been um there's been a lot of people hanging on to summer here. So it's actually quite the opposite. Like last night we went to see Jadena and myself included, we were all wearing summer attire. Like all of us. <laughs> like everyone had open toe shoes. Like I, I decided to wear boots because I thought that was a little bit too much. But like 
um, you know, the people that I was with, uh, I won't go into names, but they were wearing outfits where they were like, okay, I'm not going to eat anything today because I want to fit it because it's my summer attire. And so Yo, they're, they're still trying to keep the hot girl summer going. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like here everyone's just sort of really trying to hang on, but it's too late. It's cold. Like it's cold. Like you got to wear a jacket and for babies and kids, like you, you need, you need the toques out now. Like it's that. Yeah. Time of the- put a beanie uh, on that shit. Put a beanie on. So let's get into some of the things popping on the gram. Cause there's a lot happening right now. I feel like there's uh, quite a. Absolutely. So one of the biggest things that has been blowing up all over the gram this week is uh, this record that basically was broken by Allison Felix. So for those of you guys who don't know her, she's a female track and field star. She just had a baby 10 months ago. And uh, at, at the meet in Qatar, she was uh, running one of the legs for the 4 by 400 and broke one of Usain Bolt's um, records. Yes, which she is broke the record. She has 13 world championship medals. She is dripping in medals. If you go to her Instagram, you can see a photo of her. She is literally the hero in our lives. Athlete, mother, activist, she does it all. I've always really admired her because she's just... One of these people that's so humbled and and almost like a silent winner. Do you know what I mean? Like not in yep. the, she's vocal. She'll talk about issues, for instance, you know, maternity policies at Nike uh, was a huge piece that she covered. Um, she actually did a whole article on it and kind of spoke out about the fact that Nike wanted to pay her seventy percent less while she was on maternity leave. And she was like, okay, not let, yeah, not 70% of her normal 70% less Less. ridiculous. And she was like, all right, well then you can't expect me to perform a hundred percent a, and, uh, do you really believe that that's what I'm worth during this time? Like, is that how you value me? So she raised a lot of questions and she was supported by a lot of other, you know, female athletes who were experiencing the same thing, like Serena Williams, but she spoke out about it. And then here we are 10 months later and she's breaking records. So it's a big sort of, you know, look at me now that she's, and the, and the message that she's just sending to these corporations is don't undermine our value. Don't undermine what we're capable of and don't undermine what we've been able to achieve as women, period. Look, okay. Allison Felix is over here shitting on these corporations smashing mm-hmm. records and just straight up saying like who gonna check me boo she not only did she just have a baby 10 months ago she did not have a very easy delivery so nope. she was battling with preeclampsia and she ended up having to deliver via c-section at 32 weeks so as you know as an athlete and she's she's an athlete at the highest level that's major surgery cutting into your core. You know, it takes a lot to come back from, from a C-section for the average person. So for a world-class athlete, she already had that much more to overcome and look at her now. It hasn't even been a year, but this woman is unstoppable. She's incredible. As someone who had a C-section, I, when I think of what she's done, it's 
unimaginable to me. Like it's just physically, I can't even imagine hitting a track and and running at her speed and crushing it. Like it's incredible. Like I I'm in awe permanently forever. Like she's doing things that are insane. So yeah, Nike needs to pay up, run her that bag, give her that check, make sure that the athletes are taken care of. <laughs> That needs to start happening. Um, yeah, Nike needs to run her her money, okay? She yeah. is not playing with them. Yeah. Whatsoever. Now, in the male side of things, in terms of crushing records, we had Tyler Perry do something. He is the first black owner of a, of a studio, a major studio, and that's with no partners, no corporate backing, he owns it outright, and he had a huge opening, a huge uh, party on Sunday, invited everyone from, you know, Oprah to Beyonce, uh, Will Smith, all everyone came and everyone just celebrated this ginormous achievement because, you know, this is the, I, I think what he wrote, this is the studio that Medea built, right, because he basically <laughs> built his franchise. Um, of Medea and then he was able to take all his money and you know in addition to buying his own island he was able to create this amazing studio where he's going to be hiring people of color and doing things that no one has ever done before so it's an incredible achievement and my hat goes off to him because he's someone who came from nothing and has completely been able to turn his whole life around um, through entertainment so yeah it's absolutely pretty- Tyler Perry is over here, started from the bottom. Now we here to stay. <laughs> okay. He is not going anywhere. He, you know, a friend of mine had posted on Facebook, like, go, I don't, I don't know who needs to, to hear this or to see this, but go get you your dream career. Like, off you go. People are going to start flocking there. This is going to yeah. be like a whole movement. This is craziness. For sure. Like, yeah. this, this is his own thing in the sense where it's like, like, just imagine Fox Searchlight. Like, that's him. Like, he's got his own Fox Searchlight. Like, Tyler Perry Studios, it's all him. He's got it. Like, it's it's where we all should aspire to work one day if we are in the film industry. Because working, you know, for someone who's been able to be so inspiring is, is the goal. It's no different than wanting to work for... Um, Oprah Winfrey or anyone who's in, in an industry that you're into. But I feel like... The size of his studio is insane. The fact that he built it, I believe it's in Atlanta, which is where he's had most of his um, career take place. I just, I don't know. My hat goes off to him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, like, types of films and shows that are going to come out of this. I think it's going to be really, really a huge movement, and I'm excited to see what's what's next. And, yeah, it's just sky's the limit for this guy. For sure. And he's built so many people's careers. Like, that's another thing that no one really talks about is, like, from Taraji B. Henson to Idris Elba. Like, there's a lot of people who he, he kind of boosted and put on the map through his films and movies and, and things, so, and his projects, so. Speaking uh, of people's careers, mm-hmm. another thing that's been popping on the gram is uh, the shenanigans that is going on in the gymnastics world involving Simone Biles. So, okay, tell- I don't know if... He- yeah, I don't know if you guys have been hearing about this, but basically the judges are telling her that she's not going to be getting scored 
as high a degree of difficulty on these two new moves that she has basically started performing because they are concerned about the safety of the other basic bitch gymnasts who are not able to execute that move safely. So basically they're saying, we're not going to give you as high points because we don't want other people who can't actually do this, trying to do this and injuring themselves. So people have been just in an uproar because this is garbage. Like you're telling me you're not giving me good and you're not going to give me a high degree of difficulty because I'm too amazing and I'm doing stuff that other people can't do. That seems like a personal problem for those garbage people, not me. I'm going to need all my points, all my, you know, fourths of a points, fifth of a points, 10th degree, everything. I need everything. Give me all my freaking points. So she raises the bar and she gets penalized for that. Or she, she's she raises the bar and they're like, Oh no, 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 no. You raised that bar too high. Let's bring it down a couple notches. That's like someone saying to Michael Jordan, you know what? No more dunking from the court, the, you know, from the foul line. Like, no one can do that. So yeah. the bar is supposed to be raised so that someone does try to do it. And they create something that's even better than that one day. Like, there needs to continue to be greatness. Like, you can't stop her. And you can't stop other people from trying. Gymnastics already a dangerous sport. Exactly. This is not a safe sport anyways. You don't get into the sport because you think, oh, it's so safe. I'm going to go into gymnastics. Nobody ever gets injured there. Nobody ever falls off a beam or breaks their leg or whatever. This is the problem with this culture today of promoting mediocrity with the participation trophies. And now, oh, well, that's you're too you're too good. That's too difficult. Even though you're able to execute it, we don't want other people doing the same thing and then getting injured. Oh. She's already not a gymnast that just starts throwing tricks in, and she's she's not a she's she's not a gymnast that's going to throw in to a major competition or world championship a couple tricks she's been doing in the gym. So it takes a lot for her to add a new skill, and she's going to make sure that she's able to execute it perfectly Mm -hmm. and so she has been able to with these two new ones and yeah they're not even they're not even giving her the credit that is due so basically how it works is an a skill is worth a tenth of a point and then every letter in the alphabet that follows is an additional tenth of a point so a d skill like Mm -hmm. dog is a four is four tenths of a point while a j skill is worth a full point So Biles is doing two new skills, a triple twisting double somersault on the floor and a double twisting double somersault dismount off the balance beam. The triple double was valued as a J skill, while the double double was only deemed to be an H skill, which makes no sense. So if J is the highest that I can get and whatnot, both of these nobody's doing. They're super, super rare. Why are you giving me only H? You're not going to give me I? You're not going to give me J for it? Because you don't want people doing it, it makes no sense. Yeah, they need to they need to give her her points, and coaches out there need to work on their you know athletes. Tell them to come up with something new or nail it. What what it is that she's doing? Like that is what the sport is. It's a sport. Everyone's supposed to try. Everyone. You don't just stop someone. You don't deduct points. You don't. You don't tell them. And how are the judges 
determining that other people won't be able to do it. Like, sure, it's difficult, but they haven't even allowed anyone to give it a try. And yes, there will be injury. That's inevitable. But you got to let people give it a shot. Again, that's basically like saying to somebody back in the day when uh, somebody was getting a, a double-double, you know, in a basketball game, like, or now yeah. people are people are having games where it's a triple-double. No, 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 no. We don't we don't need people getting too tired from working too hard. So we're not going to be by the time you have hit your double double, then it's time for you to come out of the game. Like, what is this now? Simone is calling pure fuckery on all of this, literally (laughs) retweeting things and just laughing. Good for just laughing. Like, there's no rationale. They're basically saying they're trying to preserve the discipline in the sport. How the hell are you preserving discipline when you're telling people? Not to excel. Don't get better. Don't push would, the envelope. Just stay like, basic. I, yeah, I would like to hear from the other coaches, though. Like, I want to know what they're thinking. Like, are they thinking, no, no, I'm not going to have my athlete try that. Like, this should be a moment of motivation, of inspiration for the other athletes to be like, okay, I got to try that. Right? It's like, just like we're comparing basketball. Like, as soon as Michael did that dunk from the foul line, every single basketball player, whether or not they were a dunker or not, tried to do it. Kids emulated it with their tongue out. Like, we're supposed to follow suit and be creative and do things differently. Like, that's just how the evolution of sports happens. Exactly, the evolution of sports. And if you think back to NBA All-Star, the dunk contest, Look at the evolution of that. Okay. Yeah, harder. Like putting his exactly. arm in the hoop. Like his freaking arm in the hoop. Yeah. They're taking off. They're, they're, they're going blindfolded. They're jumping over cars. Now they're jumping over people. Like this shit would be boring as hell if nobody was pushing it and nobody was trying to execute things that had never been done before. Yeah. And when, especially when it comes to gymnastics, like there's a lot of things that, you know, even 10, 10, 15 years ago were thought, oh, a woman could never do that because they weren't strong enough or they're not powerful enough. And like, look at them now. So this, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this and how this will progress as the rest of the year goes. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're getting there. The technical committee is getting a lot of backlash. They're a bunch of freaking idiots and (laughs) they need to, they need to just give credit where credit is due. And that's it. Run my girl her points. Okay. So we got a couple people that need to get their things run up to them. We need checks written for Allison Felix. We need uh, we need her to get her points back and Simone Biles. And then what else? Tyler Perry needs to get the credit that's due for all of his achievements. So that's right. Run it all there, people. Run it all there. Run it. Coins, points, and credit. And so that takes us to our Netflix pick of the week. Mumgree Netflix pick of the week. Have you seen anything? I have not seen a damn thing, but I know you have seen some stuff. So what have you been watching? So I just started watching What Men Want. Uh, so that's starring Taraji P. Henson. And it's basically the flip version of What Women Want, which was starring uh, Mel Gibson and... Helen Hunt, I believe, was in it as well. Yes. And, um, so Taraji P. Hansen is hilarious in this movie. I'm halfway through it, and I haven't stopped laughing. 
Um, Tracy Morgan is freaking hilarious in it. And so is Erica Badu. Erica Badu plays the uh, psychic reader. And she's basically Erica Badu on steroids. Like, she's just so funny in this movie. So if you have time, watch it. Get your wine, get your popcorn, get your mumgree butter, and just eat the chocolate and um, watch it because it's such a funny movie so far. And you know what? When I watched the original, I thought it was such a cool idea. And having the male, sort of like what's in the mind of the male, is is pretty hilarious to, to just, you know, for what the writers were able to create in terms of what a man thinks about. Um, but yeah, you're going you're gonna to like it. I think you're going to like it. It's a good movie so far i'm gonna have to put it in the mix (laughs) yeah so that's happening and that's pretty much it um this is an exciting month you're coming here at the end of the month so we're gonna have an announcement there for what we're gonna do and put together um whether that's our fitness or live recording and uh i just want to quickly thank everyone who was involved in the mungry pop-up from the garden strathcona to my cousin Giselle, who flew all the way across Canada from Montreal. I appreciate her so much. She uh, is actually right now looking after my little baby bear. Um, and then my sister Leone came down and she uh, came from Alberta and chefed it up and helped create the menu, uh, as well as my hubby, Justin, and our good friend Herman Pombo from Studio Pombo. Uh, was there to pretty much create the whole design of the set. And then um, a good friend of ours, Rima, came and helped out with setup and takedown and everything in between. So it was a huge group effort. And DJ Seco, of course, uh, came with the vibes and the music. So that was really, really nice. And just everyone who was involved, you for plugging it and just being a part of this journey from the very beginning. I had actually had a couple of people ask me whether or not you're showing up. And I was like, oh, at the end of the month, um, this time. I have to do something for that reason. Um, part of the Izzy fan club. And uh, yeah, just everyone who, who came through and, and tried out Mumgri. My favorite thing is just when, when people try it and tell me what they think of it. Um, and yeah, can't wait for more that, that we have coming in the future, but thank you to everyone that showed up. It meant a lot and, um, the love was received and I want to just throw the love back out there. Cause it was, it was beautiful. It was a really, really special day. Love it. Like I said, uh, watching it on Instagram, like it was freaking lit. So I knew it was going to be a success from the beginning, but it, it looks like it turned out great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We have more photos and things. Continue to share that line, um, but uh, I didn't want to like dump all the photos at once. <laughs> so uh, we'll dump that as well as the recipes as well. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Mumgree Podcast, and we will be back again next week. Stay connected with us. Hit us up on Instagram at Mumgree or hello at Mumgree and let us know what you think of this episode and what you want to see from us in future episodes. Stay Mumgree. Stay Mumgree. <laughs>